What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome back to this week's episode of Her with Amina Brown. And uh, I've been talking about a lot of firsts our last few episodes here. And my thoughts about my first concert came to my mind. And this this conversation we're about to have today is a little akin to the conversation we had in the episode where I talked about that time I threw away my music, right? Because when you grow up in certain types of church settings, a lot of times your first concert is at church. <laughs> and I do have quite a few friends that we all have this story to tell. But once you grow up and you get to be an adult and you're on a date or at a dinner party or at a work function and people start going around and talking about their first concert and you have 
insert name of really obscure Christian band to say (laughs) as your first concert, you know, it makes your life a little weird. So it's almost like for a lot of us who grew up in sort of conservative Christian environments, you really have two first concerts. You have the first concert you went to that was likely at church. And then you have your first concert that you ever went to that was not at church. And typically when you're at the date, when you're at the dinner party, when you're at the work function and this question comes up, you never say your church answer. But it is fun to say it to other people who may have grown up similarly to you. So shout out to those of you that are listening that totally feel me that that this is also how you grew up. And if you did not grow up this way, then here herein lies a window. <laughs> where you can experience what it was like for many of us growing up in church environments. So my first full-length concert that I can remember was a Christian, what I would almost consider to be like a Christian R&B group called Dawkins and Dawkins. And I think they were brothers, I think, but they had a very like smooth kind of R&B vibe you know, very akin to what would have been Jodeci or Drew Hill or Shy of that era in the, you know, mid 90s, probably at this point, early to mid 90s. And they came to our church, performed as a duo. And we had, I, I will give the church I grew up in a lot of props because They really tried to do a lot of things to engage us as young people and to try to, in in their own church way, you know, like stay up on what was important to us as young folks, you know, and this was the, the bad boy era and the era of total and there was a very specific kind of R&B sound, you know, and I think, I think in their own way, they wanted us to know that there were alternatives, I guess, to the music that we would hear on 106 and Park. I'm showing my age now. On 106 and Park or on BET's Video Soul back in the day, right? They wanted us to know like, oh, there's other music that you can listen to that has some of those same beats and grooves that you like, but with a message that we want you to hear. No, we we as the Christian adults, you know, want you to hear. So I totally loved Dawkins and Dawkins as a teenager. I probably bought a couple of their CDs. And then I'm about to tell y'all a wild uh, a wild story that uses some terms from an era that if you didn't grow up in that era, you're going to be like, what are you saying? So back in the day when I was in high school, what what I think most people today would call talking, right? So like if you're dating someone, the phase before y'all started dating was the phase where y'all were talking, which is sort of this interesting time where you're getting to know each other, but it's very non-committal. No one has decided they want to be exclusive with anyone. You're just you're just talking, but you're you're definitely flirting. It is not a platonic scenario. You're definitely flirting. You may definitely be talking, you know, late at night or um, someone you're talking to when like your day is over kind of vibes. Right. So in high school, bless our hearts, we call this macking. (laughs) (laughs) It 
is just wild to think that there was a term that you used so much and so heavily in high school that now there's only only people of a certain age that grew up in certain environments would even remember that term now. But we called it macking then. And a part of it, a part of it was the equivalent of what people mean today when they say talking. But I think another part of it was also sort of like uh, if you were macking, you also had a roster of people that you were talking to. So you were never just talking to like the one person, you know. And I had a guy friend that I went to church with, but he was a couple of years older than me. And so he would sort of describe to me what he was doing when he would be macking. <laughs> Every time I say it. He would describe to me what he was doing and he would basically say like, you know, if you're really going to, you know, be like a good Mac, you know, this was also during the era where pimp was used very, very loosely. Right. That That is not a word for various reasons today that I use loosely like that. But when I was in high school, you would also say you were macking, or maybe you would say you were pimping. Right. Um, which has a lot of connotations that bring up a lot of questions. But anyways, so he would say, well, you know, if you're gonna be on the phone like doing some macking you need to have like some nice you know soft kind of r&b music in the background to like set the mood well the only music i had like that at 14 15 years old was dawkins and dawkins so i would basically be talking to boys on the phone you know from school and some from church too and i would have dawkins and dawkins on but turned down so they couldn't hear Dawkins and Dawkins singing the scriptures. <laughs> and that was how I did my macking at the time, you know, to Christian R&B that was not about making love, but was about coming to Jesus. What a time. What a time. So I did not go to my first concert that I would talk about at a dinner party until probably 10 years after this season of my life. So we've already talked that I had some eras of time where I was sort of like in and out of listening to what then I would have considered to be secular music, right? So right around 2005, I want to say, I was having a really big awakening in a lot of ways. You know, I I realized around 24 years old that I really didn't know how to date. I think I had been on a date in high school, right towards the end of high school. I didn't go on any dates while I was in college. Then I worked in ministry, you know, like I I wanted to say I worked for a church, but I wasn't getting paid. So I volunteered. (laughs) I volunteered, but it was enough hours that it could have probably been a job I was doing, you know, for the church. Right. So by the time I got to be 24, I just I just remember starting to sort of feel like other people my age are doing different things with their time, you know, than I'm doing. And I was starting to feel this level of discomfort with myself and in my sexuality, too, in a way, I think, because I knew that I really was attracted to men. But I also knew that if I got in a situation where a man sort of returned that feeling to me, that he also felt attracted to me, 
then it was almost like I just reverted back to like I was a teenager and I turned into some sort of, I went two ways with it. I either turned into some sort of giggly person who cannot even say words that make sense or I turned into what I felt like was my homegirl persona because I felt comfortable being around men at that time of life when I was the homegirl and there was no attraction between us or if it was I could use my homegirl vibe as a cover for us to not get involved in that conversation because that's how uncomfortable it made me, right? So around the time that I'm turning 25, I'm realizing that I really want to get out there and date, but my church environment that I was in at the time discouraged us from dating. Uh, The church environment I was in at the time felt that dating was only for marriage that if you were dating casually, you were basically signing up to break other people's hearts and get your heart broken in the process. So the best thing for you to do was to kind of try to, in some weird way, remain friends with people that you thought you could marry and through friendship, suss them out. And at such time as you and that person and other people in the community decide y'all should get married, then y'all go ahead and maybe maybe y'all go out on some dates, but it's pretty serious by the time you go out on a date. You're pretty close to being engaged. And then you get married pretty quick after that. Was sort of like the way that a lot of the couples in the church had had their relationships before they got married and was the way that was sort of being proselytized to us as this is what dating needs to be, you know? But then as a lot of us were getting older, you know, um, many people that were in the church that were married, you know, they had met their person when they were in high school sometimes or they had met their person when they were in college or college age. So a lot of them, by the time they were 25, between 25 and 30, they had been married or they had just gotten married or had already been married some years. And so those of us who were sort of getting into our mid to late 20s and into our 30s, we're starting to feel like, I wonder if they're telling us this method that just actually is false and doesn't work for everyone, you know. And it was around that time, which I've talked about in some previous episodes, that I realized that I was in a church that was a very unhealthy environment and that I needed to leave. And my my church experience, even when I was in high school and into college and right up until this time that I turned 25, was a very busy life. It was a life where if I was involved in church, that's really all I had time to do. I didn't have time to have a separate social life. And truthfully, a lot of the people that I went to church with would have had a lot of questions. If I had a separate social life, then they'd be like, well, why does she have that separate social life? Why does she have those people that she's hanging out with that we don't know? What is she hiding? That was sort of the idea, like, really like because God should be the center of your life. What they were preaching to us was like, if God should be the center of your life, then so should the church. And when they said that, they really meant like, with your time, if you're not like at your job, (laughs) you should pretty much be doing something, you know, related to the church, because that's how we're all like, putting in our, our time to, you know, do good in the community or whatnot, right? So 
When I realized this church that I was in, that I had been in through my whole college career and into my mid-20s was this unhealthy place and that I needed to leave and then finally left, it was like I had all this free time. (laughs) All this free time, like free time to, I mean, now looking back on it, free time to be young, you know, free time to have fun free time to meet new people. It was just that that era of turning 25 um, just had a lot of openness for me and a lot of learning. And oh, man, like that was probably one of the most fun times in my whole life that I can remember is the moment that I left church and actually for the first time really felt like I was living my life, that I wasn't just living a life out of obligation, but that I was actually doing things that I wanted to do, that I enjoyed doing, that were helping me grow um, and stretching me as a person, you know? So my whole friend group opened up because I was meeting different people. I got back engaged in the poetry scene and got a chance to grow in that area. I was going to art galleries and writing sometimes, just walking around the art gallery and meeting people and going on dates, you know? So this, you know, gives you the context of sort of where my life was when I'm actually going to what was my first concert, which was pretty dope. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade 
with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. So Atlanta has a park called Centennial Olympic Park, which obviously by connotation of the name, you can tell that this park was constructed um, around 1996 when the Olympics was in Atlanta. And there were a lot of changes done to the city, right? And so now uh, the Centennial Park is this really cool place that sometimes you can go to concerts there. Like my husband and I saw Outcast when they did their last like run of events and, and performances and touring. Um, Outcast did their Outcast at Last show in Centennial Park. So there's always wonderful like festivals and stuff to do that you can go to at um, Centennial Olympic Park. So this particular summer of 2005, Centennial Olympic Park was doing a concert series called On the Bricks. And it was like different concerts each week for a period of like six to eight weeks. And y'all, each concert was $5. So I think I invited, I, I don't know if, I don't, I don't remember if I can say I invited everyone. I think this was around the time that Kanye West had released Jesus Walks. And I want to say, I want to say it was after Kanye West's first album, College Dropout, had been released. And for those of us who were in our mid-20s at the time that he released that album, that album was like speaking a language to us in this really particular way. Just hearing how, you know, in that album, Kanye's trying to sort of break out or break away from these conventions, you know, that he was told his life at that era had to be. And it was a certain type of production he was doing at that time that his music is not doing now, but it was very particular to that era. I remember very specifically, it was my brother that put me on to Kanye West's music because my brother had heard the early versions of Through the Wire which was a song that Kanye West recorded while his jaw was wired shut after he'd had this near-death accident, car accident. So my brother had put me on like, yo, it's this MC, you got to hear him. And he was telling me all this stuff. And then I actually heard the song and was like, wow. So there was a lot of, there There are certain things about um, that era when everything wasn't streaming that are really wonderful memories I have that I'm glad I have because those are things that just won't happen the same way now. But back then when someone was dropping an album, you really didn't have a legit way the day the album came out to be listening to it if you didn't like go to the store that day and buy it. And I remember I went to the store the day that College Dropout came out 
And I had a couple of coworkers who were around my same age because I was I had just started a job in corporate America at that time. And when you're working a corporate America job that you really kind of hate, uh, Kanye West college dropout, Kanye West uh, late registration, you know, graduation, like these are all in the vibes of someone who is working somewhere that they don't like. <laughs> these these are all songs that really are going to help you make it. So I remember my coworkers and I, we had a rule that our corporate job. So technically, <laughs> technically, our lunch was supposed to be from noon to 1 p.m. But we had observed the other people who had been working for the company longer than us that they would take longer lunches by leaving a little earlier. Because basically, y'all can give me the feedback if working in corporate is different now than it was in 2005. But in 2005, especially at the company I was working at, a part of being an employee of of a corporate company like that basically meant that you needed to have the appearance that you were working. <laughs> the, the appearance of working was many times more important than actually working. And we were watching that, like we were considered what? Communication specialists at our job, which basically was a glorified title for being writers, right? And then above us, we'd have a supervisor. And then that supervisor would have a manager and then there'd be like a department manager, you know? So we were watching all of the people who were in positions above us waste time in different ways than we were, but they were still wasting time. But we also watched them so we could like learn the tricks of how they were able to pull off wasting as much time as they did while also keeping up the appearance that they were working. So part of this trick was if lunch, we were all salaried, None of us were hourly. So it wasn't like you were clocking in, clocking out. It was sort of like honor system on your own time, right? So if lunch was technically supposed to be 12 to 1, then the key was by 1 p.m., no later than 1.15, to be at your desk looking like you're working. At least do that until 2 or 2.30 p.m. But you could pull off taking a longer lunch if you left at 11.15 or 11.30, and as long as you were walking back in the door at one o'clock, putting your bags down and going to look like you were working, you could pull it off. And we did this all the time. So the day that Kanye West College Dropout released, one of my coworkers and I, we went and we went to Walmart because, and I, I, I'm not as much like this now, but I still can be this way sometimes. There's just some music I prefer to listen to the clean version because I really want to get like the gist of it without having to hear too many other words that are really going to be like distracting for me to maybe get what could be really important about the rest of the music. I'm not like this as much now because I like to cuss a lot myself. So, you know. It's it's a lot of expletives for me now, <laughs> uh, but, you know, we'll save that for another episode. Anyways, so my coworker and I went to Walmart because that was the one place you could go to buy this, the recent CDs that were coming out and you could buy them in clean versions because at that time, Walmart only sold clean versions of music. So we went to Walmart, left work at 1115, picked up our Kanye West CDs, put the CD in the car and started listening to it, went to Wendy's because that was one of our like go-to spots so we could get food and basically park in the parking lot, eat our food and just listen to the album. 
So I knew I wasn't alone. A lot of my friends my age that by this time I had sort of picked up from different places, a lot of them still from church. And then some people that I, you know, was meeting in other places, we were all like looking forward to this album coming out. And it was big conversation among all of us. So when the information was released that there was going to be this concert uh, featuring Kanye West, $5, I I think I at least started the conversation. And then it turned out that like a few pockets of different friend groups connected to me had all been talking about this. And we all decided to do like a big meetup, right? And the way the concert was set up, you know, it's outside. Um, I don't think you can have chairs. It's either like you're standing or you're sitting on like a blanket or something. So everybody had like different cars filled with people and blankets and towels and whatever. So you could, you know, enjoy the concert. My mind wants to say maybe you could bring a cooler or something. I think you could bring a cooler in and so you could bring your own drinks or whatever. And a bunch of us like met up and piled all in our cars or whatever and drove down there. And that was my first concert. Number one, that I got to experience my, to me, my first like air quotes real concert with a group of friends in my mid twenties when we're all sort of at this era in our life where we're at our entry level jobs trying to figure out so much about our lives, trying to figure out our spirituality, trying to figure out how we express our sexuality, trying to figure out dating and relationships, trying to figure out career or grad school or entrepreneurship or whatever. You know, we all had so many things that we were trying to figure out. And and part of the theme of College Dropout was, you know, here's young Kanye West, you know, feeling like he has the potential to make a career of music, but his parents having wanted him to go the way that they did, having wanted him to get his degree and get this certain kind of job and live this certain kind of life and him realizing he wanted to really break a lot of the conventions of that. And a lot of that theme and message was so, so poignant among us, you know? And at that time, Jesus Walks was the big single and I think a lot of us knew the knew the rest of the album somewhat, but really knew that song in particular, right? And so that song was kind of the centerpiece of his performance. And he also had a young singer with him. And we had no idea who he was. Now, all these years later, I know that that was a young John Legend who was performing on stage with Kanye West and playing piano. So a lot of all of the sort of singing parts of different hooks and things from Kanye said at that time, John Legend was there. So we actually saw Kanye West and John Legend for $5. <laughs> and I just remember when that beginning, bomb, bomb bump, 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 like beginning of Jesus Walks comes on and everybody stands and watching everybody's hands raised and saying those words together and singing the hook together. I mean, I still remember that as one of the most powerful moments I ever experienced, like at a show or at a concert. So yeah, that's my dinner party story. My first air quotes concert <laughs> was seeing Kanye West and John Legend in Atlanta Centennial Olympic Park for $5 in my mid-20s surrounded by 
so many friends that were sort of in my same phase of life. And my Whispers actual first concert was definitely um, Christian R&B group Dawkins and Dawkins in a church. So (laughs) there's that. What were your first concerts? Um, If you grew up like me, do you have two of them? And what were they like? And when you think about that era of your life, you know, what was it like when you look back on that? And I still, to this day, really love live music. I think getting a chance to see to see Kanye West and to see Kanye West with friends. I think that's the one thing about going to concerts now that are not um, separated necessarily into those categories of sacred and secular, but going to concerts where it's music you know, it's music you're familiar with, it becomes this wonderful cultural experience that you get to have, you know, your connection to the music. You get to be in conversation with the music in this way that's so wonderful. So I'm still a big uh, live music fan, even though we are still in the pandemic. You know, I'm happy there are some ways that we can uh, do sort of risk mitigation in a way where we can still experience artists doing live shows and stuff, you know. So that's me. That's my first concert. Send me a message and tell me what was your first concert. And if you have two like me, I'd love to hear both of your two. And thanks for listening. I hope you go and listen to some really good music after this. Talk to y'all soon. Her with Amina Brown is produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions as a part of the Seneca Women Podcast Network in partnership with iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. 
It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 